the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Over the next hour, you'll have the opportunity to listen to Cynthia Hyatt, an internationally recognized therapist and life management expert in private practice with offices in Phoenix and Scottsdale. As a captivating communicator, Cynthia engages, energizes, and inspires her audiences to become all God created them to be. For more information on Cynthia's diverse background, log on to CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Let the next 60 minutes inspire, motivate, and encourage you to become your own best version. Now, here's Cynthia. Well, welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and I'm so glad, always, that you are joining me today. And I really like the show that I'm doing today. I, I have thought about it for many, many months, actually maybe a year, that I really wanted to do a show on this. So I'm hoping that this is very helpful to you. It's always helpful for me whenever I write these shows. I learn new things. But this one is really about where your heart is where your treasure is. And it is going to be a show on your own personal value system and what a value system is. And, and I love this verse in Matthew six twenty one, and And this is verse 21. It says, the place where your treasure is, is the place you will most want to be and end up being. And that's the message version. The, the long version of that is, starts in verse 19, and it says, Don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust, or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. So our value system is what, really supports what we treasure. And, and it is an in indication of our heart. And so I want to just talk to you about what a value system is. And values are not something that your mind chooses. It's not something that you necessarily find out with reasoning. Um, it, it's values point us in the direction to go. They're not a place to go. And so it's like a compass that points to the north but it doesn't necessarily tell us exactly the road to take, but it points us in the right direction. And so values are like a life compass that points us to a direction in life. And so love is a direction, but it's not necessarily a particular way. And so if our value is one of love and being loving, then we have to turn our values into actual behaviors and actions. So I want to talk to you about a personal value system. And this, this is a set of principles or ideals that drive and or guide your behavior. And so this system gives you structure and purpose by helping you determine what's really meaningful and what's really important to you. And it helps you express who you are and what you stand for. I love this. Um, I, I looked this up and this guy, um, Dr. Herford, 
he, he talks from the Essential Life Skills, and it is a great website if you want to look at it. It's www.essentiallifeskills. And he's a great writer, and he really talks about just value systems. And he, he says that, you know, if you're unaware of or become disconnected with your values, you end up making choices out of impulse or instant gratification rather than solid reasoning and responsible decision-making. It, it means that we start acting out of a place that's inauthentic to us. We start just living life in the moment and just getting by. Or, or we are motivated by what other people think or how other people feel. Or we get worried that someone won't approve of us or be angry with us or we'll be in trouble with somebody or whatever that may be. Those external things start to determine our behaviors. And then our behaviors don't actually reflect our true value system. And once we get away from our value system, once you start living outside your value system, you will feel many feelings of anxiety, of depression, lower self-worth, lower self-esteem. You'll become much less confident. And so living out your value system is a way that you establish your presence on this earth. That's how you declare to the world who you are. Because your values define your character. They impact every aspect of your life, including your personal and work behaviors, your interactions with your friends and family and coworkers, your decision-making process, the direction you're taking in your life. This is why it's so important to know what you value, why you value it, and what precedence it takes in your life. And so when we look at value systems and personal value systems, we look at four different categories of personal value systems. Now, we certainly have different subtopics of value systems, but where you really want to start with is personally, what is your value system? Because if I don't know personally what my own value system is, I'm going to, be ha- I'm going to have a very difficult time culturally. I'm going to have a very difficult time in the business world. I'm going to have a difficult time in my relationships that are farther and farther away from me. And that means things like uh, my neighbors or the person at the grocery store. And so if I say that I have a value of loving somebody, but I'm not committed to it, I haven't defined it or I'm disconnected from it, I will then end up, you know, we have people flipping, we have Christians flipping off other drivers. Well, how does that match a value system of loving your neighbor as yourself? So we see that we get this disconnect in our behaviors when we are not really plugged into, committed to, or even understand our own personal value system. So we have four different categories of a personal value system. And the first one is our personal values. And personal values are traits that we see worth aspiring to that define our character. So that may mean something like, I want to be known as an honest person. I want to be known as a polite person. I want to be known as an even-tempered person. Um, I value connectedness or I value service. I value helping. I, I value um, maybe education. So I, I'm, uh, a personal value of mine might be being educated or being knowledgeable. So what you can see is that there's lots of different personal values. I may have a personal value system that says I like a neat and orderly home. Or I have a value system that says I value relaxation And I don't want to be stressed out by everybody pulling at me and telling me what to do. I I want to live a life of maybe simplicity. 
And so we have different people having different types of lifestyles. And these are personal values to us. Where do I spend my money? That has a lot to do with my own personal value system. So some people spend money on on home appliances and, and homes, and some people spend money on vacations. Some people spend a lot of money on clothes and, and jewelry, and some people spend a lot of money on cars. Some people spend money on animals. Some people spend money on on the way that they, they um, do the outside of their home or swimming pools, whatever that may be. The, where you spend your money is part of your personal value system. So then we have spiritual values. And these values connect us to that higher power or what we as Christians say is, is God. That's our, our spiritual value is how we live out our spiritual life. It gives us a sense of purpose that's beyond just the material existence. So if I say I'm committed to a spiritual value system, but I contradict it on a daily basis, I'm going to get dis-ease in my life. I'm going to open myself up for further attack from the enemy of my soul. I'm going to open myself up for guilt and con- condemnation. I'm going to open myself up to be less sure of myself and feel guilty about myself. If I say, this is my spiritual value system, and then I walk out of church and I live nothing like it. So we want to have congruency in our lives. That's what value systems give us is congruency, authenticity, honesty. Um, they, they give us stability. They cause us to, to be that person that I say what I mean, I mean what I say. And so they cause us to be a dependable person, somebody that is trustworthy, somebody many times that is admirable. So we have spiritual values. We also have family values. And, and family value systems have a lot to do with how much we value family or what type of family we think is what we're aspiring to. And so Family values have to do with how we love and care for family, how, how, much, how much commitment we feel to family. And so many times we hear people say, you know, I really, I don't want anything to do with my, my sister or my brother or my dad. I'm estranged from my dad or my, my mother is driving me crazy. I don't ever want to take any of her phone calls. But it's my family. And so with my family, I still keep working at it. That is a value system. And so when, when we are trying to work out those relationships with problematic people or troubling people or in our families, many times people we did not pick to be in relationship with, we have to use our personal values and our spiritual values to maybe help support what we want to adhere to as a family value. And so this has to do with how we, how we love our parents, how we love our children, how we love our other family members, what level of commitment we have, what amount of time we give them, how forgiving we are, um, how, how social we are with them, what we think is expected of our family. And so then we also have career values. And career values, this is the best use and expression of our own talents and skills. And this is for the, the purpose of contributing to society it's also for monetary compensation. So many times we might have someone that has a value system, a financial value system that says, I value money and I want to make a lot of money. But my gifts and my talents might not be in, in um, professions that I'm very gifted and talented in if I want to make money. So let's say that I really wanted to make a lot of money. Well, maybe my gifts and talents are not in business. So I may have a contradiction 
and I may have to decide. Part of my value system may say I need to be more committed to who I am authentically. If money comes from that, then so be it. If it doesn't, it's more important for me to be committed to who God has made me to be than to pursue material um, aspirations. So no matter what tradition we're brought up in, there are characteristics that we value in others, and this transcends social and economic and religious boundaries. And some of those characteristics, these are common to all cultures. Is Number one is integrity. And integrity is a trustworthiness. It's about honesty and uprightness of character. And we value people of integrity because we know what to expect from them. I mean, even the mob has their own rules of integrity, that you're not supposed to break certain rules. So we may not agree how that integrity is walked out, but the integrity piece is, can I trust what they're doing? Can I trust what they say? Are they honest with me? And are they upright in their character? Do they act honorably? And, and what they do, is, is it what we would call right or true? So this is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia, and we are talking about your own personal value system and how paramount this is in walking out the calling on your life. So join me again in the next segment, and make sure you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm your, your host, Cynthia Hyatt, and so glad that you're joining me today. And we are talking about a very important concept, a uh, very important idea, and, and this is value systems and having your own personal value system. And it, it's getting harder and harder for us in our culture because we used to, as Americans, kind of adhere to a pretty overall value system that we all agreed on. And we would veer from it in many different ways, but make maybe make accommodations. But there was an overall group um, consensus about what the value system was. And that's changing dramatically, which makes it more difficult because one of the things that we have happening is that people are interacting or marrying people with different value systems. And one of the things that you will find um, any marriage therapist will tell you or a relationship expert will tell you is that in order to have intimacy, you need to share the same value system. It makes it very difficult to be on the same page with someone when they constantly are contradicting what you value. So I can like people of differing value systems, but I'm probably not going to be able to be very close to them because there'll be too many different things that we disagree on. So I may appreciate their personality, enjoy some of the talents and gifts they have. But when it comes to feeling comfortable, when it comes to feeling relaxed, when it comes to just being myself, I'm going to really need to have a shared value system. So we left off talking about what is a personal value system. And this is really a set of principles or ideals that guide and direct your behavior. And so it gives you structure and purpose and it helps you determine really what's meaningful and important to you. It, it actually helps you let the world know who you are. This is what I stand for. This is the kind of person that I am. And, and when we do that, then we end up attracting people that are similar to us. We may a- attract controversy because we may be interacting with people that don't share the same value system. And the other thing we may find is that we enter into conflict 
or unnecessary heartache when I tell someone this is my value system and then I don't walk that value system out and I let them down or I confuse them or I cause them anxiety because now all of a sudden they can't trust who they thought I was. And so we left off on talking about these four different categories of personal value systems. And that's the personal values, their spiritual values, there's family values, there are career values. And so what we want to think about is that within value systems of every culture, there are, there are basic values that every culture holds true. Now, how they walk them out and to what degree is, is different. But integrity, that's one of the first ones. And that is trustworthiness or honesty, uprightness. That's can I believe that you are who you say you are? And can I believe what you say, you know, you've told me? And can I believe that you're going to do what you tell me that you do? And so when we, when we go against our own personal value system, we let ourselves down as well as others. And so the next one is respect. And this is honoring worth and the dignity of all people. And when we respect others and we treat them with fairness and courtesy and respect, this is a tremendous value to our entire system, our social system. So especially in today's world, we have so many disagreements on what we are believing is true and right and the way that things should go and how things should be organized, especially in our country and in the world at large. But if we are willing to continue to use respect as a value and part of our system, then whether we agree with someone or not, whether, whether we believe in what they believe, if we respect them and treat them with fairness and courtesy, we are going to go a lot farther at living together in a way that helps us to either influence others to change or to at least not be at war with people that won't change. And so it doesn't mean that, you know, I'm not getting into a political thing. Please understand that I'm talking conceptually. I'm not talking politically about whether or not we need to have war and whether any of those things. I want you to think about the aspect and the heart of God, which is a respectful being. And one of the things that God does is he always respects people's choice. He doesn't agree with a lot of the things that we do, probably a majority of the things that we do. But one of the things I tell clients all the time is that God always respects your free will. He respects and is courteous, and he, he allows you to do what you are going to do. He still loves you. He still values you as a person. He may not agree with anything you're doing, and he may be very disappointed in it, very heartbroken over it, very upset about it, but he is still valuing a human. So when God is teaching us the, the issue of respect as a value, as part of the value system, that means that those people around us that do not think like we do, act like we do, seem to feel the way that we do, we still are to treat them as humans and value them as humans and respect their right to choose differently and to think differently. The next one is loyalty. Loyalty is a commitment and a faithfulness to a person or a cause or to a group. And so we may be loyal to our family and our friends and different organizations. We may be loyal to our country. We may, that means we support them during good times and bad times. And this can be very difficult when many of the things we don't like start to happen. So I may have a hard time being loyal to my family when I see family members deviating from what I thought was a family value. 
I may have a hard time supporting a church. I may be a hard time being loyal to a church if I think that they're going in a direction that I don't choose or I don't like. I may have a hard time supporting a country. I may have a hard time supporting an organization. And so this is where if I know my own personal value system, then I also know how far I can stretch from that value system to actually continue to act in a respectful manner. And many times I will say to people, if you can't do basic values like respect, then you may want to say, I probably need to end this relationship. Because if I can't act in those ways, being in the relationship is more disrespectful than actually breaking up the relationship. So uh, the other one, we have loyalty, we have responsibility. Responsibility is that when I accept responsibility, I'm reliable and dependable. And I'm willing to take accountability for who and what and where I am supposed to be. And so responsibility says that those people that are responsible believe they have a moral obligation to help others and make contributions to the society that they live in. So responsibility or being a responsible person is pretty much a human value. Now, what we're responsible for, how we walk that out, varies from culture to culture, from systems to systems, from family to family, from group to group. But the idea of being responsible is one of the things that brings peace. It's one of the things that brings trust. It's one of the things that, that, that helps groups, individuals, families move forward. So again, I like this verse in Matthew chapter 6, 21. And this is 19 through 21 out of the Message Bible. It says, don't hoard treasure down here where it gets eaten by moths and corroded by rust, or worse, stolen by burglars. Stockpile your treasure in heaven where it's safe from moth and rust and burglars. It's obvious, isn't it? The place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. What God is saying is values are treasures. And when we act in a value-based manner, we are storing up treasures in heaven. And we are also then allowing them to manifest here on earth. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the next segment as we talk about your personal value system. Make sure you visit my website at CynthiaHyatt.com. Well, welcome back to Conversation with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt, and always I'm glad when you're joining me. And if you're just tuning in, Today's show is about values and your own personal value system and living out that value system and what that really means. And so we left off in the last segment talking about some just overall human values that we see pretty much transcend every single culture. And so these values are ones of integrity, respect, loyalty, and responsibility. And what happens to systems when those aren't being practiced, they start to break down dramatically. So we see this on a global level. We see this on a uh, international, when different countries start to lose their integrity. Lose, they, they stop respecting humans. They are not loyal to what they say, and they're not responsible, responsible to do what they are saying they are going to do for their people or to be good neighbors to other countries. So if we take this down even smaller, when we see this on a state level, we see this on a city level, we see this at the family level, at the church level, at your neighborhood level, 
And we start to see that those four values of integrity, respect, loyalty, and responsibility, when those break down, we have a complete system breakdown. And the smallest system that we have is the individual. So I am my own system. When I lose my integrity, when I stopped acting out of integrity, when I stop respecting myself and others, when I am disloyal to myself and what is good for me and what I stand for and who God has made me to be, when I start lying to myself, to other people, when I am irresponsible with myself, with my personal life, then we start having complete system breakdowns. So we talked about this verse in the Message Bible that says that the place where your treasure is is the place you will most want to be and end up being. So what you treasure, what you value, this dictates your life and this dictates your behavior. It dictates where you spend your time, dictates where you spend your money, where you invest your emotions, your physical strength, your cognitive attention. This is what you will think on. And this is why in Philippians, we have Philippians 1, 6, that, that talks very specifically about think on these things, those things that are good, righteous, pure, holy, of good repute. And it goes on to say more about that. Because what God is saying is where your mental attention goes has a lot to do with what you end up valuing and what you end up protecting. Because our treasure is what we will protect, and that's why God is saying, store it up in heaven. And the way we store up treasures in heaven that won't be eaten by moth or rust is these intrinsic values. And when we talk about the difference between intrinsic and extrinsic, intrinsic value means that something has a value in and of itself. So a child has intrinsic value. It means that whether they're a good kid or a bad kid from any given day, we value them. And then we may have an, have extrinsic value when it comes to doing when it comes to do with how we walk that out. How do I value that thing that intrinsically has value, or do I actually continue to value that object if it doesn't perform? That's more extrinsic. And so values denote the degree of importance of something or an action, and th- with the aim of determining what actions are best to do or what is best, how is it best to live. And, and so when we talk about values, we, we can either define them broadly as preferences concerning like appropriate courses of action or outcomes or values reflect a person's sense of right and wrong or what ought to be or the rights for all or excellence, these types of things. So we might say something like people should be treated with respect and dignity. And these are values. So again, most importantly, remind yourself, the bottom line is what you value, what is important to you will dictate your behavior. And this is why we want to say, is my personal value system lining up with the kingdom of God? Because that's the kingdom that we are going to be living in, in heaven. And that's the kingdom that we want brought to earth. When we do the Lord's prayer, we say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So when our value system personally, corporately matches with the kingdom of heaven, we bring more of heaven to earth and we establish more of that kingdom here on earth. So join me in this, in uh, the last segment that we have today 
on your own personal value system and how we make that happen and what's important for you to understand about walking out that personal value system, how to know whether or not you are disrespecting your own value system, whether you're in disagreement with your own value system, and what it means when you are with people that don't share the same value system and how you do that with respect. This is Cynthia Hyatt with Conversations with Cynthia. Join me in the last segment as we talk about your own personal value system. Welcome back to Conversations with Cynthia. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. And make sure that you visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. You can certainly listen to this show in its entirety if you are just tuning in. There are also other shows that, that are listed on, that you can listen straight from the computer. You also can find out a lot of what I do and different books that I have written. And if you're looking for a keynote speaker, you can contact me through that website. We can tailor make anything that you need for your organization or group. And I love doing speaking, love doing singing for you. So we have lots that, that can be offered. I want to also encourage you to uh, follow me on Facebook, to like my Facebook page, and that is Cynthia Hyatt, Inc. That's I-N-C for Incorporated. Twitter, Instagram. Um, Also, we have lots of different places that you can find me. So we are doing the last part of this show, and it is your personal value system and why this is so important. And I talked about in the very beginning of the show, one of the things that you will find from marriage counselors or Uh, relationship experts, uh, business coaches, that one of the things that is imperative for success of any uh, relationship that you make with someone is that you have a shared value system. Now, this doesn't mean it has to be exact. There are many people I do business with that there's some deviation from some of the value systems that we both share. But there have to be some majors that we share or relationship is not possible. Doesn't mean, I mean, intimacy is not possible. It doesn't mean that I can't appreciate them or be polite to them, uh, maybe do very basic business with them. But when it comes to really creating something, moving something forward, doing a uh, more creative, inspiring endeavor, we're going to have to have the the same value system or we're going to get bogged down in the beginning stages of building it because we will never be able to agree on how to move forward. And we will have difficulty with how we make decisions because value systems determine how we make decisions. So if I value honesty, if I value responsibility, if I value humans over money, and I try to partner with someone that says, yeah, I want to be honest, but only if it serves me for that moment, I'm willing to be dishonest if it gets me the bottom line, Um, I'm willing to take advantage of people and when I'm done with them, I'm going to fire them and hire new people or I have no loyalty to the longevity of an employee. Well, I'm not going to judge that value system. I'm going to know that doesn't work for me and it will make it very stressful for me to try to work closely with that person. So it also follows suit with intimate and, and, um, love relationships So with my best friends, it's going to be very difficult for me if we don't share the same value system. Now, that does not mean that every single 
situation, we do exactly the same thing. But it does mean that overall, we have some basic tenets that we agree on. And certainly that does not mean we want a closed system so that n- none of us are challenged on, va- on values and ethics and morals. But it does mean that we have a baseline. And what we talked about in the, the last segment was some of those baseline values that each um, uh, country, culture, organization has to be pretty much in agreement on. It doesn't matter where you got the values from, but we need to be pretty much in agreement on integrity. What does integrity look like? Respect. What does respect look like? Loyalty. What is the degree of loyalty that we require? And what does responsibility look like? What are you responsible for? And so those four majors have to be somewhat in agreement for any relationship, business, corporation, organization, idea, a group of people trying to make an idea, there has to be some agreement on those. So when we look at this idea about what do I do when my personal value system conflicts with the world's values? Well, this is this is difficult. And we have this verse that I like that I use, and it's First Peter 4, 8, and this is the English Standard Version. And it says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. And I want you to understand that's what God does with us. Above all, he just keeps loving us. I mean, it, it brings tears to my eyes. He says, above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sin. So I want to break that down a little bit for you. I'm not talking about ignoring or sweeping things under the carpet or living in denial. What I'm talking about is the level of intimacy with people. So when I am in a thinking societally, then I'm not really in relationship enough to confront a sin of someone. But I can continue to love them. And those of us that may struggle with legalism or control issues have this tendency to think, if I love somebody, I'm endorsing their sin and they're going to do more of it. Now, that, that is very faulty thinking. I'm going to tell you right now. It does not work. That's why God doesn't do it. See, God loves humans. We have John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever should love him should choose him will be with him for eternity. And so he did not say only those people that were overcoming sin completely. He didn't say only those people that agreed with me exactly on doctrine. He said, whosoever believeth in me will not perish and will have everlasting life. And so we have to be very careful when we are saying that we want to change culture. I want to change culture. I want to change society. I want to change. That's what I go to work every day doing is changing the individuals that come to my office so that they are healthier, more Christ-like individuals. But I do that by first loving them. And so I tell people very frequently, you know, how many adults need to be told they're sinning? Really? How many of us need to be told that we're committing a sin? There are sins that are very, very common to every culture. So... It's imperative that we say, I don't want to be corrupted by my culture. So how do I live at peace in my culture when my values differ? And so I like what Hugh Hewitt read, what Hugh Hewitt wrote. 
I love this answer. He says, when we read of the world in the New Testament and that we are in the world but not of the world and that we appreciate Christ's claims that believers are no longer of the world, we're no longer ruled by sin. I, I wish that that was always looked that way. Um, that we're not bound by the principles of the world. And so we are being changed into the image of Christ. So believers in Christ are simply in this world physically present, but we're not to be of it. And we're not to be a part of what it values, right? And so we should be set apart from the world. This is the meaning of being holy and living a holy, righteous life. But I really want you to remind yourself that many of us might get caught up in legalism, which means that a holy, righteous life is a bunch of set of behaviors. Where what I want you to understand is that a holy, righteous life means loving the way Christ loves. As I love the way Christ loves, I'm going to know how to interact with people that are struggling. I'm going to know each individual situation, how to best love that person, so to bring them to repentance. And how to affect the world in a way that causes them to desire the love of Christ versus being afraid of the condemnation of Christ. And so we have to understand that being in the world doesn't necessarily, that we're not of it. It doesn't mean that that we live in a way that those outside the faith don't see our good deeds. It doesn't mean that we live as the world lives. It means that we live differently. Now, it doesn't mean that everything we do is different. And so we want to make this effort to think and act like those who know Christ, and, and we want them to see the fruits of our labor. We want them to experience something different about us. You know, they've done so much research about how people come to Christ, and it can always be traced back to relationship. And it is generally a relationship that they have experienced from several different people all along the way, and then finally one person leads them to Christ. But it's been years of experiencing Christ like people. And so we have to understand that being in the world, but not of it, is necessary if we're going to be light to those in spiritual darkness. And so we want to look different. We want to make every effort to live and to think and act like those who know Christ. And so part of this process is that I am committed to my own personal value system. That does not mean I condemn those that are not. That means that hopefully as they experience me, they will want more of what I have. And so what I want you to think about more than anything, what does God value most? What is God's value, personal value system? This is where we derive our own value system from. This is where we then begin to delineate how we walk that out, which is behaviors and acts of service. We don't start with behaviors and try to work backwards. We want internally that value system to be deep-seated within us so that whether it's stress, hardship, exhaustion, tiredness, illness, uh, setbacks, financial setbacks, personal setbacks, that I am so committed to that value system because how deeply God has put it in me that I'm able to access that value system and act with integrity, act responsibly, act with trustworthiness, act with respect. Even when I'm at my worst, I'm able to act in those ways. 
And so I want you to ask yourself, what does God value most? Is it good behavior? Is it loving God? Is it a sin-free life? I want you to really think about it. What does God value most? And what is the best way to determine what is valued? How do we know what someone values? Well, what we know is by how they act toward it, what they are willing to do to protect it, what they are willing to do to be with it. And so one of the therapeutic exercises that we do oftentimes in counseling to to help people do value clarification is we say to them, we want you to write down all the things that you can think of that are highly important to you. The most important things you can think of. And I don't care how little they are. I had one young woman, she was 15, she said, well, my lipstick, my makeup bag. Okay, write it down. All the way down to getting my newspaper delivered on time and having it, you know, my neighbor not steal it. Whatever is important to you, your car, your Bible, your relationships. And then what you do is you start to make them in columns of what will I argue over? What will I fight over? What will I die over? And what you will die over indicates the highest, greatest value. That's what you value the most. What will you do to protect it? What would you die over? Well, what does God value most? Humans. And this means you. We see this because his behavior matches what he values. His commitment, his sacrifice, his words match his actions. This is how we believe his ethics. His ethics reflect and confirm what he values. His words match his actions. This is what he values, you. doesn't have anything to do with your behavior. In spite of your behavior, he values you. He says his love covers a multitude of sin. So another therapeutic exercise we do is we act as if. So I want you to act as if you are valuable. Act as if... You are the most valued thing on the planet. Act as if you are greatly loved, because you are. And so I want you to act as if you were a person of integrity. You are a person of responsibility. You are a person of, of character. You are, you are an honest person. I want you to act as if. So if it's not true, act as if it is true. Because sometimes that helps us to find that part of us that really believes that and wants to be that. And God helps us do that. He helps us. So remember, identify your own personal value system. Act as if that were to be so that it will be. And understand that you are valued by God because he died for you. Join me again next week. Visit the website at CynthiaHyatt.com and have a blessed week. We hope this past hour has been encouraging, motivating, and inspiring to you. We'd like to remind listeners that this show isn't a replacement for professional counseling or therapy. The messages and teachings shared during this show are given as a way to teach listeners with ideas and insights about how to become your own best version. Cynthia is available as a keynote or guest speaker for corporate or spiritual events. To contact Cynthia, go to CynthiaHyatt.com. If you missed any part of this program, You can hear a replay at any time at faithtalk1360.com. Join us again next Sunday at 4 p.m. for Conversations with Cynthia on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ.
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.